Everybody, this is Angela Bowen, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. Well, today we are talking about an episode that I've been looking forward to all season. It's season one, episode 22. It's the season one finale entitled The X Team, which is a play on the A Team. Well, at least the title is. This episode aired on April 30th, 1983. Now, this is kind of interesting. The last episode that I um, covered, which was last night, called Won't You Go Home, Bob Danish, which I rated, you know, two out of five. I did not like it. That episode aired on March 5th, 1983. This is almost, this is like six weeks between those two episodes. So I'm kind of wondering why that is. Because it seems like a lot of shows finish up in in May. So, I don't know. But this episode does have a 6.8 rating based on 28 ra- excuse me, based on 10 ratings. Ugh, I cannot talk today. Ooh. Sorry, I've been vegging on the couch reading all morning. So, <laughs> uh, it has a 6.8 out of 10 based on 28 ratings. All right, there we go. Directed of course by Jack Shea, writers David W. Ducklin and a bunch of other people. <laughs> There's a lot of people that write and um, create this show. Uh, we got some connections here. Title reference, of course, the A-Team. I kind of thought that. I didn't go through uh, the... Bleh, get this thing off of here. Was there connections for the last episode? There weren't any. Okay, good, good. I think I've been missing those connections. Like, not covering. But anyway. Okay, here's the goof. As the three boys talk in Ricky's room, first five to ten minutes, you can see Ricky Schroeder mouth the other actors' lines as they deliver them. Why is he doing that? I don't know. But as always, I'd like to say, for the new listeners, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. If you'd like to follow along with the podcast, you can do so at on Facebook at Together We're Gonna Find Our Way an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast and also Instagram at Silver Spoons Podcast. You can also email the podcast at silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com a sip of my water here. Mm. I'm thinking of I've said this a billion times and it actually I was success, successful at it once. Um, I was able to give up uh, Diet Coke for Lent like all pop. And that went on for over two and a half like two and a half months and I couldn't believe I did that and it seems like I can't even go a day without having a few like Almost completing a two liter and then having an eight ounce bottle and then a can and then just, uh, or a 12 ounce bottle. It's just, 
I eventually gonna think like that that stuff's gonna do something to me. Like I don't know what, but I need to really, if not eliminate it, then just like cut like really cut down on it. So for the regular listeners, if you've been listening to the podcast for a bit, if you enjoy it, please go to iTunes, subscribe so you don't miss an episode, and also while you're there. Leave a rating and review. Now, uh, the Silver Spoons podcast, if you type it into iTunes, should come up with a punky power slash Silver Spoons podcast on there. So, if you also enjoy Punky Brewster, I have all four seasons covered. Which, I started that in late January of 2017, and I finished that up in, I believe, August of 2018. So... That's all there. Um, yeah, this is the last episode of season one. Then I move on to season two, which I was able to, I was able to acquire those seasons, and then I will cover season two, episode one, starting next Sunday. But all right, without further ado, let's jump into this episode. Um, we do get a reappearance of JT and Freddie, but no Derek. There is. Someone named Charles, I'm guessing, is he a substitute for Derek? For the, maybe, maybe Jason Bateman, who plays Derek, was only allotted so many episodes. Like, he was only, how did, he was only scheduled for so many episodes for season one. Because season two, I think it's at the, more than the halfway point, they yanked Jason Bateman out of the show completely. Because I guess he was getting so popular, they didn't want him to overshadow Ricky Stratton, which I'm sure they knew at that time what they had with Jason Bateman and just the star that he has blown up to be today. You know, he went on to be on the Hogan family and Arrested Development and, you know, he's making movies and stuff like that and he's just such an amazing actor. So the episode opens up in Ricky's bedroom. We really don't see much of his bedroom, but we got JT, Freddy, and Ricky all watching an old probably an old black and white war movie so that's where that charles comes from is the guy on the television so we have jt chilling out on ricky's race car bed ricky is sitting in front of the tv on a chair and of course freddie is right there like two feet in front of the tv no wonder he's got to wear glasses Remember that thing? I always was told that as a kid, like, you need to back up, you're going to ruin your eyes. Granted, the TVs that I, we had all had growing up were either sitting on the floor or sitting on, um, a, uh, or basically in an entertainment center. Nowadays, it seems like flat screen TVs, I mean, not everyone puts them on the wall. We don't. We have it on an entertainment center. It just makes me nervous, the idea of putting it on the wall. What if something happened, that TV goes crashing down, you're screwed and without a television. So the boys aren't too happy with the romance thrown in to this old war movie with the woman wanting the man to kiss her. And JT and Ricky are grossed out, like, ugh, not again. It's like, why do they keep putting this stuff in? Then the boys are not going to want to watch Pearl Harbor. 
the movie with Ben Affleck and Josh Hartnett and Kate Winslet. That movie, honestly, I know they built it up to be, like, the next Titanic, which it really, it wasn't. It really pales in comparison. It did, however, have a, a great soundtrack. I really loved the soundtrack to that movie. Granted, Faith Hill's song, um... There You'll Be, or however that song goes, compared to Celine Dion's song, My Heart Will Go On. Guys, seriously, there's no comparison. Celine Dion, My Heart Will Go On, one of the best love soundtrack songs, or love songs, love themes of the movies of the 90s. I know there are others, I'm sure. That are just as good. But definitely. That song was everywhere. And now. I mean. I have it on my iPod. But. I only listen to it every once in a while. Because when that song came on. Guys. They played that song to death. They played it to the point where you don't even want to hear it. I hate it when they would do that with songs. They would like. You, you'd like it for a bit. But then you'd always be hearing it to the point where you're just sick of it. So I'm going to play this clip. As Ricky gets up. He's got a bowl of popcorn on his. Uh table over there and he says why do they always mess up a good war movie with uh, with all this mushy girly stuff because if a girl's watching there's got to be romance in it Charles are you alright? Yes my love I'm so scared Now, Ricky's reaction is probably pretty accurate for a boy who's 11 or 12 years old to probably think that way. Of course, this was in 1983. I don't know what boys that age probably think about if they still think girls are gross or not. Um, However, downstairs is a different story because we have... Okay, so Kate and Edward, are they in... They're in the library. There's a couch in the library. I didn't know that. Um, <laughs> but they're watching the same movie downstairs, but their reaction is completely different. They're both really into the movie. They're each feeding each other popcorn. And just, it's almost like they're on the edge of their seats as to what's going to happen in the film. This movie is so cheesy, it's not even funny. This, the corny lines that are coming out of their mouths. I'm playing this clip so you can hear just how corny this movie is that they're watching. But they are both, especially Kate. Kate is, Kate is eating up every word. And I, I mean... Seriously, if you needed a movie, if they needed a movie to get their mojo working, which they don't really need a movie to get their mojo working, this movie would be it because she is eating up every line that they are saying to each other. Like, gosh, I want Edward to say that to me. And he said many, many wonderful things to her. So, but anyway, I'm going to play this clip. This is just so ridiculous. It's funny. Let me hold you, my dear Margaret. <laughs> Someday, this horrible war will be over, and decent people will again live decent lives. Why did they always mess up a good romantic movie with this awful war stuff? Kate, if it wasn't for the war stuff... Shh, watch. 
I can't, Margaret. Until the enemies of democracy are rooted from Europe, our love must wait. But what if you don't? <laughs> what if you go to the front end? What if? I don't come back. Oh, Margaret. Golly, of course, what these two are saying to each other on the movie about whether he'll come back to her because he's in the war and he's going to go off to the front. And she's like, what if you? He's like, oh, if I die, well. And then the guy starts singing. Since when is this? Is this a musical too? <laughs> My girl. I don't, uh, like I said, Kate's reaction to this movie is just... How Rookie's like, why do I gotta ruin a good war movie with all this mushy stuff? And Kate's like, why do we gotta ruin a good romantic movie with all this war stuff? And the guy starts singing, and, and Kate's dabbing at her eyes with a Kleenex, and we cut back to the boy, uh, to Ricky's room, where the boys, Freddy's got his hands on his ears, like, oh my god, Ricky... Meanwhile, is sitting in a chair gagging himself with a finger, and JT is just shaking his head like, this is, what is this that I'm watching right now, really? Charles gets hit by a bomb or a something we don't see. But Kate's reaction, she's just full on bawling. Yeah, Charles is dead. Upstairs, we go back to Ricky's room and all the boys are like, yes! <laughs> and then the movie ends. Uh, Ricky turns it off as JT's like, yeah, that was a great movie. And Freddy, boy, you got a weird sense of... No one wants to hear about what the doctor said or did after your pupils were dilated, young man. Nobody. Ah, that was pretty. Well, peoples, anybody want to hear what happened when the, the eye doctor dilated my pupils? No, Freddy, my heart can't take that much excitement. Oh, it, is it time to go to sleep? Freddy, when you're sleeping over at Buddy's house, the last thing you do is actually sleep. <laughs> Am I your buddy, Rick? Yeah, Freddie, you're my buddy. Gee, thanks. But come here. Let's keep that our little secret, okay? <laughs> okay, buddy. Hey, Rick, look what's coming on Shallow Springs Cable right about it. So I love Rick's re reaction with this. Like, oh, yeah, Freddie, I don't think I can take that kind of excitement. And he mentions how he... Well, Freddie's like, oh, should we go to sleep? And Rick's like... Freddy, Freddy, come here, come here. Um, when you're at a friend's house, when you're at a buddy's house, the last thing you want to do is go to sleep. And Freddy is so literally overjoyed, like a little puppy, as he's like, really, Rick, I I'm your buddy? And Rick's like, come here, Freddy. Yes, you're my buddy, but please, let's keep that between us. So, this is where JT's got the TV guide. 
Remember the TV guide, everybody, that told you what was on television? <laughs> this was before, you know, cable channels had, like, the, um, the menus that had the, the guides of everything that was coming on, you know, before you could actually DVR stuff that you wanted to record. A movie called Naked Nurses from Outer Space. Ugh. Like I said, they're prepubescent, prepubescent. They're adolescent boys. They're curious. The idea of watching a porn flick and seeing naked people on it—it just gets their motors going. I guess it's like, which all young kids—you get to an age, you're curious, you want to see and discover things. I get it. I mean, truth be told, I was <coughs> how old was I? Fourteen. 15? No? 15 or 16. Um, I went to a friend's house and she had a TV in her room. They had cable. Um, it was late at night. It was me, my friend, her sister, her cousins. We were all watching a dirty movie. Yeah, it was my first. I had <coughs> never seen one before. But uh, then again, I didn't have Cinemax. Until eventually we got cable. And we got, like, Cinemax free for, like, three months or something. But I'm gonna play this clip. Look, naked nurses from outer space? <laughs> You'll need intensive care when a couple of Venusian nurses visit Earth to show off their out-of-this-world bodies. <laughs> Look at this. It starts candy apple, cinnamon toast, and June moon. <laughs> like June's busting out all over. So as we got in the popcorn episode, they do live in Shallow Springs. I'm guessing Shallow Springs, New York. So they subscribe to the local cable station of Shallow Springs. Naked nurses from outer space. We get these girls with their porn names. Candy Apple. Cinnamon Toast, and what do you say, June Moon? And I guess there's a picture of a robust woman with her boobies hanging out because, you, oh my gosh, she's... You guys are really in into it, like, ugh. This is only gonna spell trouble. So Kate and Edward exit the library after watching the movie, and they're just kind of walking right, you know, holding each other and, and walking, which... That seems kind of hard. Anyway, uh, and Edward's going to be taking the boys to the circus the next day, and Kate's like, oh, I'm not going to see you for a whole 18 hours. He's not going to ask her to stay the night, is he? So Edward invites Kate to the circus, like, hey, why don't you come with us? It's going to be great. There's going to be tigers and clowns and cotton candy. And Edward's all jazzed about it, but then he's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, kids, uh, they love that stuff. <laughs> and she's like, I wish I could, but I got to get this report done. And he's like, at one point, he does start singing to her just before that, uh, like the guy in the movie was. As I think we, we know that Joel Higgins did have a, um, a, I don't know, would you call it a, a musical background? I don't know if it's a singing career, but he did sing in commercials, maybe? I'll look that up sometime and get back to you. I do want to play this clip between them. This is really adorable. Oh, Edward, I feel kind of sad. How come? 
Well, you're going to be taking the boys to the circus tomorrow, and I won't see you for 18 whole hours. Well, Kate, I'll come back <laughs> when the circus is done. <laughs> Oh, good. <laughs> oh, Kate, come on. Why don't you come to the circus with us? Oh, thanks, but I've got to get this report done tomorrow. Oh, come on, Kate. They're going to have tigers and clowns and have cotton candy and... Well, you know, kids love that stuff. <laughs> of course, at their age, that's all they think about. <laughs> Rick, we just got to see naked nurses from outer space. We <laughs> can't, JT. Why not? Well, my dad ordered the cable service. He had them put in a parental key lock device. A parental what? This thing. Keeps kids like us from watching adults only type stuff. <laughs> Boy, what a gem! <laughs> yeah, personally, I'm opposed to censorship. <laughs> Me too. Especially when it comes to the work of important actresses like Candy Apple and Cinnamon Toast. <laughs> hey, look, it's not locked now. Right. Hey, it's starting! So back in Rick's bedroom, um, JT's all jazzed, like, oh, we gotta watch this movie, we gotta watch Naked Nurses from Outer Space, and Ricky tells him, like, hey, uh, my dad installed, had, uh, the cable company install this parental lock, so we can't, it's got a key to it, and that's when, f oh, oh, because he says that, that helps keep kids like me from watching adult-rated programs. And Freddy's like, oh, that's a jip. And, of course, JT's got to add, like, yeah, I uh, I frown upon uh, censorship. I'm totally against it. Like, of course you are. And Freddy is the one that notices that it's not currently locked at the moment. Because I guess it's locked on that television, would be locked on that TV, of course, in Ricky's room. And also in the one downstairs, I think, in the library. So luckily, it's unlocked. They turn the channel onto the Naked Nurses movie, and they're all getting ready to watch. And then there's a knock at the door. Turn off the TV, kids. You don't want your dad to see. This reminds me of when I had a friend over, and we were. If you've seen the movie Pleasantville that came out in 1998 with Reese Witherspoon, Tobey Maguire. That is a PG-13 movie. There is a scene in the movie where the daughter played by Reese Witherspoon, at that point they're like in the 50s, and the daughter is washing dishes with her mother, and she says there are ways to enjoy yourself without being with, you know, our father. And the her mother goes into the bathtub, and what do you know, she's most likely pleasuring herself and all of a sudden we see like the because it's in black and white but then you start to see colors on the tile of the bathroom and I didn't think we had the volume up that loud but it's like you hear this moaning like, oh, you know and my dad comes running out of his bedroom because he's asleep and he's like, what are you watching? And I, I, I told him, it's called Pleasantville. It's PG-13. It's not a pornographic film. He thought we were watching a porno. Oy vey. I'm going to play this clip here. Hey, it's starting! Come on, come on. Ricky! <laughs> oh, 
you guys get in your PJs and hit the hay? Yeah, that's a good idea, Dad. We're all real tired. Oh. <laughs> Aren't we, guys? Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, good night, Dad. Sleep tight. Yeah, don't let the bed bugs bite. watch the movie. Knock, knock, knock. Who's at the door? It's Dad. Well, he wants to come in and say goodnight to the boys. And it's like, hey, we got a big day tomorrow. Going to the circus. Won't you get in your PJs? Hit the sack. Because when he comes in, the kids all grab these science books. And of course, Freddy, the dum-dum, has it upside down. Guys, if you want to, like, be not conspicuous and not raise suspicion... Don't go for the science textbooks. It's a sleepover. You're supposed to be having fun. Pretend you're laughing and talking about something funny, right? That way you're not raising suspicion. So he's like, oh, don't uh, forget about those bed bugs. Of course, as soon as Edward leaves, Freddy's like, bed bugs, what, what? Like, Freddy, bed bugs are something you can't even really see unless you have a magnifying glass okay you'll live and the guys all get ready to turn the tv back on when oh dad comes back in he's got his keys gotta turn off that uh turn that parental lock back on because we don't want those kids watching those naughty naughty movies so gt here devises a plan to arm wrestle with Edward in a way to get the key that Edward put in his pocket. Uh, uh. Yeah, JT? Uh, hey, did you know Rick here was the top arm wrestling champion in our school? He is. You are? Well, <laughs> I thought it was Tubby Butterman. It used to be Tubby Bottom and Rick Beaton, remember? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Congratulations, Rick. <laughs> I bet Rick here is so good, he could even beat you. <laughs> so, you up to it, Mr. Stratton? Well, Of course you are. Here, let me help you off with this guy. <laughs> I don't know. My boy's pretty strong. He's a tough one, right? <laughs> Yeah, we are pretty strong, too, Dad. Well, okay, what do we do? We got to set up here, huh? No okay, let's get the right grip. Straight, right? Yes, All right. Ready? No, Chitty, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's get the grip here. Okay. All right, a little, little higher up on the thumb. That's good. All right. Straight now. Okay. You got it? Come on. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready, set, wrestle! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes, you beat me, son. Yeah. yeah, well, thanks for the workout, Dad. Boy, I'm really tired now. Good night. Sleep tight. Bye. There you go. Well, thanks. Good night, guys. Good night. Okay, so actually, JT doesn't wrestle. It's Ricky. He tells Edward who... This is would be news to Edward. Like, oh, I didn't know my son beat Tubby But This Tubby Butterman character. I don't think we ever see this guy. But we've heard of him in a, in a previous episode. Apparently, he was a big wrestling champion. Or arm wrestling champion at Shallow Springs Junior High School. 
as Freddy brings up. And then JT's like, yeah, but Rick beat him, remember? Like, Freddy, get with the program here, buddy. We're trying to uh, pull one over on Rick's dad. As JT takes off Edward's hooded jacket, which has the keys in it, gets Edward seated down at the table with Rick, and Edward kind of, like, gives Ricky some tips as in, you know, move your thumb up, get your arm straight, this and that. And, of course, Rick beats, it's like a one, two, three, boom. Arm goes down. <laughs> Ricky beats his dad at arm wrestling. And they pretty much shove Edward out the door. Like, oh, I'm tired. Oh, ha, ah, yeah, I'm going to bed. Night. And JT, of course, like, oh, here, here's your jacket. I, if Edward, Edward, I would have been suspicious. Why did you help me take my jacket off first? That's suspicious right there. Because, and yet you're still holding my jacket. Hmm. Where I put those keys. Because those keys, I think you're going to feel those in your pocket. Does JT have any other wardrobes other than that blue button-up shirt with the brownish leather fringe jacket over top of it? And then, of course, the belt buckle and the jeans. It's like he doesn't wear... We've only seen him for a couple episodes, but this kid is clear cowboy. He does not own any other clothes at all. Anything he does own has to have, like... Cowboy signifiers and uh, horseshoes and cowboy hats and boots with spurs and stuff like that. So, yeah, they push Edward out the door and that's when JT pulls out the key. Like, hey, gentlemen, I hold my hands. The, what do you say? The, the key to ecstasy. <laughs> I see what you did there, JT, you perv. All right, let's play this clip. put the key in the lock, but Rick stops him says, hey, my dad's bedroom is, like, right next door. He's gonna hear the television. Then put it on mute. You don't have to have the volume to see the picture, do you? But no. Rick's like, hey, you know, there's a TV downstairs. Guys, you're gonna be making noise on the stairs. There's three of you. And you don't think that he's not gonna hear <laughs> hear that? Although they'd be in the library. Well, they would be in the library area, but... Uh, uh, this just... Does not sound good. I mean, the boys are excited as it is. Like, But then Ricky does bring up a good point. Is how am I going to get that key back to my dad without him knowing about it? JT flashes the nurses from outer naked nurses from outer space picture at him again. And Rick is like, hey, I'll think of something later on. Let's watch this movie. I didn't think those movies were that long. They were, aren't they normally like just under like an hour or like 45 minutes? They're not that long. 
these kids try to go down the stairs. And of course, as soon as Ricky takes a step, you hear the creak sound. Boys, how about you take off your shoes? That is an excellent... If you want to sneak, sneak down the stairs, and it's a carpeted stairs, by the way, you don't wear your shoes. You don't wear your shoes. That is going to make noise. Plus, you all don't come down at once, either. One goes down, then another person, then another person. Okay, I'm getting the fact that I think they might try to slide down on that banister, which, okay. So, Ricky does good. He's just, he's just sound. And then JT comes down. Oh, boy, Freddy. Oh, my God. He's going to fall and hit something or hit them both as he comes down. We know that Freddy is not agile like a cat. And Rick and JT are like, Freddy, come on, come on. And Freddy's like, no, 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 no. This isn't. Yeah, he even knows that he's a clumsy buffoon. And they're telling him, like, come on, we're missing the movie. Look at the time. So, of course, how Ricky and JT did it, they slid down sideways. Freddy gets on the banister like he's trying to ride a horse, so he's going backwards. They do catch him, but, of course, they tumble and hit that gong that's at the bottom of the stairs. See, I knew something was going to happen. I knew it. And, of course, that's going to wake up Edward. He's like, what? Hello? What's going on? So, yeah, Edward comes out. You see um, the backlit hallway there as Edward kind of makes an appearance on the stairs. Like, hello? Is someone there? And I notice that he's got his robe on with his, uh, his pajama bottoms. And I'm thinking, does he sleep without a shirt? I didn't think so because we've seen him in pajamas before. He wore a top. I mentioned this before in, what episode was it? It was the, um, the Junior Businessman episode. You you get Joel Higgins in some short sleeve shirts, and he shows off his, his nicely defined muscle, or muscles. Very, very nice. So, Edward, you think he's going back to bed, but no, he comes out again on the landing there at the top of the stairs, and he's got some weird karate move. Like, dude, just go back to bed. You heard nothing. To make matters, okay, he finally, Edward finally, like, yeah, dude, go back to bed. Freddy lost his freaking glasses. Way to go, Freddy. Dang it. Now we gotta look for your dang glasses. Ugh. Can't take that kid anywhere. I think JT bro stepped on him and he lifts the glasses up and you see the lenses are like shattered and Freddy's like that's gonna cost you 75 bucks JT and JT's like well I found your glasses didn't I and Freddy the dum-dum that he is he's like oh yeah thanks JT like oh, Freddy I hate you I don't like you Freddy um and of course so Freddy's as blind as a dang bat. Of course, we got the train tracks there. He trips over them, and 
hits the couch. JT and Ricky decide we're not going to get anywhere with Freddy stumbling around in the dark. So they pick him up and carry him to the library. Checking Cinnamon's reflexes. How are they? Outstanding. So the boys are in the library. They turn the movie on. I think Freddy's got the wrong prescription. I mean, seriously, he should have like Coke bottle eyeglasses. Because he cannot, he is literally as blind as a bat. He cannot see. They turn the movie on and as you hear in the clip, that movie honestly sounds like one of those nice country songs. Like, I can't even just, um, if you've heard of the song Seasons by Elton John, how the majority of that song is instrumental until, like, the very end, it almost makes me think of that. Or, like, maybe a John Denver song. It's just that light... That does not sound like porno music, like, at all. So they're watching the movie, and, like, oh, this nurse is naked. And then they see a doctor, like, oh, why is... Well, I think Ricky asks, like, well, why is the nurse not wearing any clothes? And JT offers up the explanation, well, she's getting an exam. And Ricky's like, well, why is the doctor not wearing any clothes? And that's when JT's like, well, see, I think that's why we're not supposed to be watching this. But they don't care. It's like, and, and, and Freddy, of course, he's putting on his shattered glasses. Still doesn't help. He goes way up to the front of the TV screen. And Ricky and JT had to haul him back. And at Freddy's like, wow, this is the greatest moment of my life and I can't even see anything. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Now, outside, Kate must have forgotten something because she's back even though Edward's in bed asleep. So, Kate picks up her 
portfolio folder and goes to leave. Like I said, those boys have got that volume cranked to the max because they're in the library. You can hear that clear towards the door. And Kate really doesn't think much of it until she hears the boys laughing like, oh, wow, look at this. <laughs> so she's going to investigate, like, what's going on? It's, what, maybe 10, 11 at night. These kids should be asleep. What? They're clearly... The fact that they're in the library, what are they doing in there? Because that's usually set up as a work office or a workspace. Even though Kate and Edward were in there watching television. Because I don't think we've seen a television set up in the living room yet. I know they do later on, but not right now yet. soon as you open the door so she's seeing probably people getting down to sexy time and she is not happy and Ricky right he sees Kate like Kate oh my gosh as he jumps up from the couch Freddie's like oh my gosh Kate isn't in this as he puts his glasses back on and like Lowers his, like, he's really, like, looking at the screen. And the audience erupts in laughter. Like, <laughs> I had to laugh, too. I thought that was hilarious. Okay, let's hear how this is going to go down, because she is not happy. Ricky, what is going on here? Well, you see, Nurse Thomas is getting a checkup from the doctor. That's not what I meant. What I mean is, why are you watching this kind of... <laughs> Show. Well, uh, 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 I think I can, I can explain this, Miss Miss Summersee. I'm over we here. Were, <laughs> see, we were up in Ricky's bedroom when all of a sudden these three communists broke in. They told us if we didn't come down here and watch this dirty movie, they'd wash our brains out. I tried to stop him, but shut up, Freddie. Okay. <laughs> Tell him. Oh, thanks a lot, Kate. You're going to tell him. 
<laughs> I am? Yes. Well, because once you tell them, well, it'll all be out in the open and the whole thing will be over and done with. Okay, Kate, I'll, I'll tell my dad. Well, good. Because it's the right thing to do. And it's honest. Maybe. Aside from that, it's a pretty flimsy idea. <laughs> so, Kate, the way she was looking at the TV for a split second, like, she couldn't, like, what is... And then she turns it off, she comes to her senses... And, like, what are you guys doing watching this show? And Freddie comes up with some, oh, the communist broke in to Ricky's bedroom and said if we don't watch this pornographic film, they will wash out our brains. But the thing is, Freddie is, like, staring, like, standing and staring straight ahead. And Kate's like, Freddie, I'm over here. As they kind of push, uh, turn Freddie in Kate's direction. And... JT tells Freddy, like, okay, shut up, man, all right, seriously. And JT knows Ricky's in trouble, so he tries to vamoose. Says, hey, Freddy, you want to stay at my house tonight? And <laughs> Freddy's overjoyed, like, oh, sure, JT. And JT's like, yeah, try to find it, since, you know, you're as blind as bat. And JT walks out of the library. Freddy goes to walk out. Kate stops and says, Freddy, I will give you a ride home. Please go get your stuff. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, Edward is sleeping, right? He's thinking he's taking these kids to go to the circus the next day. He's going to wake up and wonder, well, where are JT and Freddie? I thought we were all going to the circus. What happened? Um, of course, Kate tells Ricky, you need to tell your, you know, your father needs to know about this. And... Ricky is all like, like, please don't tell my dad. I know you, you know he'll he'll be disappointed and everything. And he's had a bad day. His shoelace broke. We were out of peanut butter when he tried to make a sandwich. How much disappointment can a man take? He even offers up his watch. He's like, please, please, please don't. And she, I'm not going to tell him, but you are going to tell him. And it'll be better when this is all out in the open and you're being honest. Like. Yeah, you deliberately did something you shouldn't have done, and he just needs to. <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's that's. But the thing is, with that nowadays, that stuff is so easy to come by. You can just go online and, and search for it, and that's why parents try to put blocks on you know their kids phones and the computers and everything so that way kids when they're ready to see that stuff like once they're older they'll be able maybe a smidge more mature to handle what they're seeing and know the difference between pornographic sex and real sex between a man and a woman is a lot more beautiful than what you're seeing displayed in a pornographic film. So JT and Freddy come down the stairs. Freddy is loaded down with a suitcase. And he's got a sleeping bag under each arm. That man, that boy is going to fall on his face. He already broke his glasses. Okay, that gong. Of course, Freddy hits that gong again. I know that Edward's going to wake up this time.
Hey, Rick, I want you to know, if you get a whooping for this, it was worth it to me. <laughs> driving JT and Freddie home. Ricky will explain everything, won't you, Ricky? Good night, Edward. So JT puts an arm around Ricky's shoulder and says, Hey, Rick, if you wind up getting a whooping for this, well, it was worth it to me. Yes, of course it was. Of course, hitting that gong again, Edward comes out full karate mode, ready to karate chop someone's head off. And the lights go on. Edward is standing at the top of the stairs wondering what's going on. And Kate explains to him, like, I am driving JT and Freddie home. Ricky here will explain why. And she's like, goodbye, Edward. And he's like, all right, goodbye, Kate. So I'm going to play this clip. Ricky? Uh, uh, Dad, what do you hear what happened? <laughs> this is hilarious. It is? We pulled a fast one on you, Dad. <laughs> you did? We sure did. <laughs> yeah? Remember when you said goodnight to us guys? You probably thought we went right to sleep, huh? <laughs> but you did, right? No. Freddie and I slug into the library. <laughs> and we turn on the TV. <laughs> and guess what we want? Naked <laughs> nurses from outer space. <laughs> so Ricky <laughs> decides to be comical about this. He's like, oh, Dad, you're never going to guess what happened. Because right away, Ricky starts laughing like this is the funniest thing that happened. Like, you thought we were going to go right to bed when you said goodnight to us, but we didn't. <laughs> we went downstairs to the library and we watched naked nurses from outer space. <laughs> and they're all laughing up and Edward is laughing along with all of this until Ricky mentions the title of that movie. And then, boom, laughter stops. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ricky, you are in for it. Yeah, nice, nice try, buddy. Oh, I see, like, the RCA dog in the background there. <laughs> I'm dead. Ricky, before I went to bed, I locked both televisions, so if you watch that movie, you must have taken my keys. Oh, that's why you boys pulled that little arm wrestling stunt. There's a connection. <laughs> Dad, I realized what I did was wrong. So you're probably going to ground me, huh? How long do you think you should be grounded? I'd kind of like to get out of the house in time for college. <laughs> Son, here's the story. We're going to go to the circus tomorrow as planned. I want to talk to JT and Freddie about tonight. But as soon as we get home, and from that moment on, you are grounded for two weeks. And there will be no television for one month. A month? Is fair. <laughs> That's it. Hit the sack. Yes, sir. Rick? Yeah? Come here, son. I think we should talk. <laughs> Son, 
I want you to understand how I feel about children, but you in particular, watching movies about, uh, uh, <laughs> well, about, uh, Sex. right. <laughs> Here are my feelings on that subject. I'm with you so far. Boy, this is hard to talk to you about this. Dad, can I ask you a question? Please. I really wanted to see that movie tonight. Does that make me a, um, you know, a bad person? No, son, it doesn't. It makes you a curious person. And that's perfectly normal. After all, it was only a few months ago I told you about the birds and the bees. It's perfectly normal that you might actually want to see a... What's the matter with movies like that? See, son, lovemaking should be a beautiful, emotional, private moment between two people who really care about each other. I don't think this doctor and nurse were really in love. I mean, during the whole thing, she never stopped reading the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> I think you may have the idea. <laughs> See, son, movies like that reduce lovemaking to purely physical, mechanical acts. And in my opinion, they put down women, treat them like mindless sex objects. Why do we get these movies on our TV? Well, well, it, it comes with the cable service. You see, I ordered the cable service because I want to see recent movies without commercials. And to my surprise, they... <laughs> they also broadcast these skin flicks. See, I, I have no choice. If I want to watch a decent movie, then I, then I just have to order these sleazy movies at the same time. <laughs> Are you buying this? <laughs> You're a grown-up. I guess you can watch whatever you want. Yes, I can, son. But I don't choose to watch movies like this. And until you're old enough to make your own decisions, I won't allow you to watch them either. Is that understood? It's understood. Okay. <clears throat> Let's get some sleep, huh? Dad? Yeah. 
Thanks for talking to me about this. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for being so open. And thanks for coming to me and telling me about it. And thanks for not grounding me. Nice try, Rick. <laughs> thanks. Uh, son, you forgot to give me back my key. Would you believe I lost it? Another nice try. So let's get back to the beginning here because I do want to spend a smidge of time talking about this because this is a really, really great message to send to both parents and children talking about something that is a difficult subject, talking about sex with your child. I mean, I don't have children, but I have been talked to about that by a parent or a grandparent or a somebody that is, you know, when I was about Ricky's age, maybe even a little bit older than that as well. But, so, after the laughter's done, and Ricky mentions we watch Naked Nurses from Outer Space, the laughter stops. Edward is not too happy. He says, before I went to bed, I locked both of those televisions. So the only way that you watch that movie is if you took those keys. And then the realization dawns on Edward. That phony baloney arm wrestling stunt. Of course, that's how they were able to get those keys because they were in the jacket that JT had easily slipped off of Edward. So right away, Ricky knows that he's in trouble. It's like, yeah, you're probably going to ground me, huh? And Edward is still just frowning angrily at Ricky. Like, how long do you think you should be grounded? And Ricky says, well, I'd like to be out for college. And the thing is, Edward says, I am going to ground you, but we are going to the circus tomorrow as planned because I do want to speak to JT and Freddie about this situation. And Edward does tell Ricky, like, when we come home from the circus, you will be grounded for two weeks and you will have no TV for a month. Of course, Ricky balks at that, like, a month! And Edward is like, do not play with me right now on this, son. I am dead serious about this. <laughs> like, we could go for two months if you're not happy with one month. So after that... Edward's like, all right, that's it, hit the sack. But then as Ricky is going past the train tracks, Edward does call him back and say, son, I want you to sit down because we need to have a discussion about what, what you watched on television. So this, of course, is very hard for Edward. You know, he's actually having to talk to his son about sex. They did have the birds and the bees talk earlier on, but having to explain, you know, what you're seeing on TV. I like how he says this... Pretty much, you know, lovemaking is supposed to be a beautiful and private thing. And what a pornography, a film like that reduces it to is purely physical and mechanical. And I like how he adds in this treats, makes women look like nothing more than sex objects. And it degrades women. And I like that he brought that in there to say that to his son. To explain that, you know, you're not old enough to take the, you know, to be really watching these movies. You're not mature enough to really handle what you're watching. But I like that Edward even asked Ricky, like, what were you feeling when you were watching this? He, like, he wants to know what was going through your mind. And a pure 12-year-old boy's reaction at this time was like, I just thought it was, like, really, like, gross and everything. 
Edward even says at one point, like, this is very hard to talk to you about this. I'm like, Edward, I understand that it is. He is 12, but think about it. Think four years into the future, even three years. He's going to be 15, 16. He's going to be a teenage boy. He's going to be having urges. He's going to be going out with girls. Wouldn't you, of course, rather have him have those facts on how to treat women, how to not just reduce sex to just something that's purely physical? He's going to be having hormones racing through his body. He is not going to know how to handle that. And I think definitely down the road, I know there is an episode where Ricky does get caught with a girl in his room. Nothing happens. They fall asleep on the bed together. Of course, Kate and Edward walk in on this, which I believe will prompt another conversation now that Ricky is probably 15, 16 years old. So it's probably somewhere between season four and five. But it's better to have that conversation now when he's 12. Give him the facts and everything like that. So it's like, it's, it's, you think this conversation is difficult at 12? Try when he's 15, 16 years old or when he has a girlfriend. It's not going to get easier. And not to mention, sex is going to come up even more. It's like you have to talk to him about protection and and responsibility and all of that stuff and i like ricky here where he says dad i really wanted to see that movie tonight does that make me a bad person i like that you know ricky's feeling guilt right now about what he watched like does that make me i almost like he was gonna say like does that make me like a pervert or a bad person that i'm watching that and edward says no son that doesn't that makes you a curious person you're at that age we had the birds and the bees talk and you just you want to see what this is which these kind of movies you're not going to get the questions answered that you want and edward does you know assure ricky like what you're thinking what you're feeling and you wanting to watch this stuff because you're curious that is completely normal and i love how edward refers to the pornographic film as a skin flick that what nickname for cinemax was skinemax I never used that, but... I like how we get a little bit of uh, laughter here. Like, a little bit of comedy, because they said the scene is getting a bit serious. They're talking about a serious, important subject. And I like how he says, well, this movie... Uh, Ricky says this movie had a Venetian nurse in it. And I, but I don't think she was a real nurse. And I don't think that that doctor was a real doctor. And owner's like, well, why do you say that? And he's like, well, because the doctor had a tattoo of a battleship across his chest like well and then he says something about how the nurse really wasn't into what they were doing because she was reading the wall street journal the whole time <laughs> i like how edward says call he calls it love making should be a beautiful a beautiful emotional and private thing between two people that really love each other that really love each other very much and that I've been explained that too when I was young is that that's how sex should be between a man and a woman or in today's world you know with with other people of you know depending on you know what your orientation is you know and just don't cheapen it just it should be beautiful and he says a very private moment that uh, two people... Okay, so people that care be about each other. Not just people that love each other, but people that care about each other. 
So Edward also mentions that these movies come with a cable package that he gets, you know, channels like HBO, cinema, what have you, because he wants to see movies, recent released movies, without the commercials. How recent are these movies that are coming on? Seriously, we had HBO and what have you, or Stars Encore, we get those free weekends. When did they ever play anything that wasn't at least five years or older? Like, ad nauseum. No. Just, I get, I get, you know, he's paying this extra money for to be able to see these movies. Unfortunately, you gotta have the skin flicks that go along with them. Edward, of course, says, I make the choice not to watch those movies, and you should not be watching them either. So, they head back, like, okay, it's time for you to go to bed, and Ricky says something about the effect of, like, oh, I'm happy you're not grounding me. And Edward's like, nice try, son, but you're still grounded. Oh, and by the way, I want my keys back, please. And Ricky makes a joke, like, oh, would you believe that I lost them? Okay, as he puts his hand in his pocket, pulls the keys, like, here you go. <laughs> this was a cute... This was a good episode. I really like they went out this way on for the season finale. Ricky's 12 and season 2 is going to be 13. So eventually we are going to be getting to more mature themes with Ricky as he continues to age. There is a drinking episode. As I mentioned just recently, there's an episode where Ricky gets caught with a girl in his room. So as Ricky ages, they are going to be dealing with more serious subject matter. Although a lot of the times it is going to be some of it you're going to get your funny laugh tracks and stuff to kind of lighten the mood. At the end of season two, there is a episode that deals with child abuse. Um, at the top of season two, we get Edward suffering a gallstone, a gallbladder attack, and he has to have surgery, and he develops an, an infection. Um, so, I really, like I said, I like that they went out, they went on a, on a high note for season one, This that Ricky's getting older, we're going to be dealing with bigger stuff as we go on. Just, that, that that's great, you know. He and his dad have been living together for, like, what, maybe less than six months? So, yeah. Um, as far as my rating for this episode... Let me think. I want to give it... Hmm. I'm going to give it a... Let me think about that for a sec. I'm going to flat out give this a 5 out of 5. I really liked it. Like I said, um, it, this season 1 finale goes out on a high note. Um, I really enjoyed Edward sitting Ricky down and talking to him about what he was watching and how it really... how it makes sex look just purely physical and mechanical. And he just talked to Ricky about his what he was feeling and everything like that. And just... Um, I like the boy sliding down the banister. That was kind of cool. Um, I like that we got a big laugh when Kate came in and saw the boys there. And they're like, Kate! And Freddy's like, Kate's in this? As he puts his shattered glasses on and leans forward into the TV. Um, I like that Kate did have a moment with Ricky to say, you need to speak to your father about this. And she did take 
Freddie and JT home. So she took responsibility for that. So, yeah, I just, I like this. I just like this episode. I, 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 the whole time going through season one, like, I can't wait to get to this episode because it just, it's funny and it, it just speaks volumes about, you know, speaking to your kids, you know, for my silver spoonful. I'm like, yes, it's an embarrassing, uncomfortable subject for a parent and a child to have to sit through. But like it or not, it's something that has to be said because you want your kids to be led in the, you know, go forward with the correct information. Um, especially as kids get older, you know, once they get, I mean, 12 is one thing, yeah, they're curious, but then they get to be 15, 16 years old where their hormones are in overdrive and things can happen that you probably don't want to happen. So, just give them the facts, be truthful and honest, let them learn from your mistakes and, or learn from your experiences, not so much mistakes, but this, you're, there is a teaching tool for, for your kids to have something, a jump, a board to jump off of, basically, as they go forward in life, so... Alright, so next week, we are going to be jumping into Season 2 with Episode 1. We get a reprise of Derek Taylor. Passports to Pleasure. Oh boy. After Ricky's Badger Patrol leader pulls out at late notice, he and Kate convince Edward to take the boys to the National Convention in Chicago. Because, you know, they live in New York. So either they're driving or flying there. While there, Derek and Ricky hatch a plan to get lucky with some high school cheerleaders. Boys, you are not even 13 yet. So those girls are not going to be interested in you. (laughs) Ah, Derek. (laughs) Oh, Derek sings Macho Man. Oh, that'll be fun. (laughs) Oh, this one's got... Whoa, this one's got an 8.7 rating. Wow. That's a big one. Okay. Okay, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I really enjoyed it, too. So, I will be back next week with the new season of Silver Spoons. Bye-bye.